are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We've got to talk Carolina versus Notre Dame. Recap it a little bit, as some of you might not have heard yesterday's show. Let's give you a little bit of what went down for that game. More importantly, we've got to focus, switch gears, as we have another matchup, another ACC game in the books to happen tonight. It is going down at 8 p.m. versus Miami, so let's jump right into that. Happy Tuesday. Hope your Tuesday is going well. We are one day closer to Friday. It is a great day to be a Dar Heel, like I mentioned, and Carolina is on the right track when it comes to basketball. We're feeling the good vibes from the football squad. We're feeling like things are turning anew and our freshmen are stepping up on the football field, and also now it seems to be on the basketball court. As I mentioned yesterday, ACC freshman of last week was Dayron Sharp, who averaged 16 points per game and eight rebounds against Georgia Tech and Notre Dame last week. He was 12 of 25 from the field and 8 of 13 at the free throw line. The native of Greenville, North Carolina, recorded 7.7 rebounds and two steals at Georgia Tech in his first college start and followed it up with 25 points and 10 rebounds, seven offensive in a one-point win Saturday over Notre Dame. It was his second college double-double, including his first in ACC game. Sharp scored 19 of his game-high 25 points in the second half of that Notre Dame game. And boy, oh boy, if you thought you are going to sit Dayron Sharp down, it's just not possible. I'm hoping that Garrison Brooks gets back into that rotation starting lineup, but I'm not sure as performance has not been up to what his preseason hype has been. Dayron is just doing a lot right now. He has been a UNC freshman postman that has done as well as Tyler Hansborough scored 27 points at Duke in 2006. He also, Dayron also set season highs for the Tar Heels in 25 points. Field goals and offensive rebounds. He's the first UNC player this season to score 20 points or more in a game. I know it's shocking considering the fact of how many superstars that we have on Carolina's team, and yet here we are. So shout out to Dayron. But again, if you saw the UNC versus Notre Dame game, I'm sure you got a chance to see Nate Lazuski, who is giving us the business. When a man gets hot, you got to cool them off. And I'm hoping that tonight when Carolina faces Miami, they figure out who the hot man is and they shut him down. Nate was giving us 25 plus points on the Notre Dame game last Saturday. And it was just at any point in time, maybe not leave him wide open. Man is shooting from the logo. I don't know what it is. Cover him. Two people if need be. But Carolina has to figure out how to get more defensively confident in order to stop guys from taking off and just running with nonstop energy. Now, another thing I mentioned Carolina must do is they must figure out how to still stop their turnovers. They had eight, so it was less than what we're used to seeing. Notre Dame had 10. Of course, it's a rare occurrence that we have less turnovers in our opponent, but it helps to win games when you do, right? Carolina must figure out how to shoot from three. Like I said, Nate Lazuski was giving us the business. Carolina was only 34% from 
three, and they only made 71% of their free throws. Carolina has to be more confident in their shooting, and they have to make it when it matters most. You don't want to leave it to final possessions or having to score, all of that good stuff. Carolina still is growing in that confidence in that space, so I'm hoping that as they get better, they figure out how to get games away from other teams, take them out of it, right? Let's make sure that guys don't even feel like they have a chance to compete with the heels, and unfortunately from what we've seen in the ACC play so far from the heels you got a chance (laughs) every opponent has a chance to beat the Tar Heels but I'm thinking that Carolina is growing in its confidence as we saw from many games last year it was always on the fence it seemed to go the other way for the opponent Carolina came up in some close games all season and it just was heartbreaking every time because you knew they wanted to win they just were scared and didn't have confidence again like I mentioned who was going to be the guy to shoot it at the end I don't know that Leaky Black is my go-to guy every single game, but I sure as heck hope that Caleb Love, I sure hope that RJ Davis start to figure it out soon. I hope those guys are starting to feel more comfortable with the rock to shoot it when it matters and they don't overthink the moment. That's what I need for Carolina's shooters to do. So have less turnovers, create your shot, and have confidence that it'll go in, right? Now, number three, we got to talk about what does this Miami team bring tonight at 8 p.m. on ESPN as we look to see what are they going to do against the Tar Heels. Miami is a team that we're not used to really facing in terms of someone we think about on a day-to-day, right? We're not sleeping in our nightmares thinking, oh, Miami, Hurricanes basketball. Oh, man, if Chris likes lights us up one more time, we're just going to never be the same. We know, we know our components that we're normally, you know, have on our list of things we want to check off. Got to beat State. Got to beat Duke. But Miami is not playing this year. And they are a team that's looking for their first ACC win. And we know, as someone who was looking for theirs just last Saturday, you play different when you want to win your first conference game. You have a different energy and a different mindset when you want to win badly and I feel like that's what Miami does so let's talk about that team here on Locked on Tar Heels but first there's only one place that has you covered and one place that I trust when it comes to betting bet online AG you've got to sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and you use promo code locked on you get 50% welcome bonus so don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports experts. 2020 is thankfully over. Hallelujah praise, right? It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get podcasts. Now, it's time for Game 11 for Carolina as they hit the road for a third time in its first four ACC games. Coming off Saturdays when the Heels are looking to keep the momentum and they want to go, go hard and put together more of the missing pieces for this year's group. 
Dayron's 25 points were certainly a bright spot, but so were Puff Johnson's rebounds. So were execution styles from Leaky Black. But, man, even more importantly, getting that defensive stop on the other end is something that we have not seen always from the Tar Heels of last year and how we are harping on the fact that it will not be the same and Carolina is going to be the Carolina of old. And now they face a tough Miami opponent. The Hurricanes are 4-4 four and four overall in the season. They are 0-3 in league play. Miami last lost another 66-65 game at home to Clemson, another great team who is making a great push <laughs> this year. They lost on Saturday. Now Miami is better from the three-point line, and they're about evenly matched with the heels at rebounding and free throws. But they are significantly worse at turnovers. Miami saw 16 turnovers in their loss against Clemson. So they, too, are still trying to figure out their young group. They're trying to figure out their group who can't seem to stay healthy. It says a lot that Carolina has somebody who does way worse turnovers than them because, as we mentioned time and time again, the silly mistakes that Carolina makes are just something of youth, but we can't keep making excuses for our young guys. They have to step up. Now, Miami is looking again, as I mentioned, for its first ACC win and defending home. So it should be a great matchup starting tonight at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Look forward to talking to you guys online at Locked on Heels. We're going to live tweet the game, so make sure you tune in there. But Chris Likes is out for tonight. We all know Chris Likes. Love him well. He is a short but powerful point guard for the Miami Hurricanes, who has certainly given us the business many a time, right? He is currently dealing with an ankle injury. The Canes have expe were expected to have five starters from last season going into the year, and they're currently working with three and some newcomers. So it's like playing spades, right? You feel like you got five spades in your hand, you're going to dominate. Then you got two possibles as you bring in some new guys, you bring in a transfer, you're assuming that he's going to add more to your team. And then the injury bug hits, COVID and a pandemic hits you. And now you're just trying to figure out which way is up. So Miami is certainly dealing with things that they weren't expecting. However, they are trying their best. And again, I say, any team looking for their first is going to play with a different type of hunger. Now, Coach Lorang... La Larinaga, excuse me, I'm always working on my names. Larinaga <laughs> spoke about UNC's size advantage in his press conference prior to the Carolina game, saying, quote, we're not going to grow any taller and they're not going to shrink. It's a matter of they have the advantage in size. What we have to do is instead of one guy guarding them, the whole team has to guard those big boys. We got to surround them. We got to try to rebound them. Period, Pooh. Exactly what Coach said. Miami is going to try their best to take advantage of their own size advantage by being shifty, small, and fast. Now, Miami is coming off two losses by a combined of three points. The hunger is different when you're right there. We've been there. We've been the team that is right on the edge, trying to figure it out, trying to get better, trying to search for that ACC conference win to feel like you can be in that top conversation of the conference. Because we all know <sighs> ACC basketball is different. It's a different hunger. This year, I will say, it's a lot more of anybody's game than it has been. A lot of factors play into that. But, you know, I think it's wide open personally. Any given day, however many you have available, you know, you just got to play the game and get it done. Now, Miami will expect Harlan Beverly and company 
to fight tonight. And I'm certainly feeling like you're playing at home. You're looking for a win. You're going to do what you have to do. So I know <laughs> from a living witness, Carolina always brings out the three-point energy from their opponents. So expect to see people shooting at the gym tonight. I just, I think it's going to happen from one side or the other because Carolina is still looking for that great shooting night for their squad. Now, three key takeaways I have for Carolina for tonight's game. You got to take advantage of the size advantage, right? Dayron Sharp, Armando Baycott, Walker Kessler, Garrison Brooks. I mean, I could go on and on. Puff Johnson even, right? You have the size, use it. You have the big men, please attack. Please, Caleb and RJ, create the opportunities for your big men, right? Create the opportunities, Andrew Playtech, to get wide open so we can kick it out to you, score three, and we can keep it rolling. You know, we always got to have that man, that Caucasian brethren, who is ready to shoot at any moment's notice. So I'm counting on you tonight, Andrew, to kick up that three-point per, three percentage for this afternoon. Now, number two, take the game away early. Miami struggles to get out of holes. They are just like how we were at the beginning of the season, where we get in these 16, 17-point deficits and then try and bear crawl our way out. We can't afford to do that. We don't want this to be a back-and-forth matchup, bucket for bucket. Because, yes, it worked for Notre Dame, but it might not work for the Miami Hurricanes. Let's not rest on it being for an opportunity for Miami to get the last bucket. Because, yes, we had a great defensive stop against Notre Dame, but there are no guarantees in this game of basketball. So let's not even make that a situation. Let's get them in foul trouble early. Let's be able to get some key bonus in the bonus plus fouls at the end. And let's just put this thing away. Number three, my final thing for a Kings victory. Got to out-rebound the Kings. They are looking to use the advantage of making sure they can make this a track meet. So out-rebounding the Canes is something that they are going to harp on. They Again, it's been about even when it comes to rebounds. Got to make up for something and lack of size. So be on the lookout for the guards to give them a chance for second-chance opportunities, meaning that you cannot let Miami get second-chance points. You cannot let those guards get in there, get possible fouls. Dayron, relax those hands, buddy, Okay. Make sure that you are executing plays and you're not allowing for guys to get second chances, period. That's it. That simple. Yet and still, it seems to be difficult, but we're learning. We're getting better. So we're just going to make sure we harp on that and go from there. Cool. Now, those are my three keys to victory. Hopefully, they come through. We'll talk about it tomorrow on tomorrow's show if they held true. We'll give you the rundown of how the game looked, more importantly, statistically where the heels stand in the conference and otherwise, and we'll just go from there. Hopefully it'll be a win, and if not, we'll probably talk about the same stuff and probably the same things that Carolina keeps making mistakes of, but, you know, never know around here, so there's that. Now, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes, Fiat, Kia, Honda, etc., and models, Pacifica, XT5, etc., it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? 
You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on that $100, multi-hundred dollar phone that you buy, right? Cool. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. I mean, they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move from around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with a Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get to podcasts. And, yep, wherever you get to podcasting. <laughs> if podcasting is a verb, then that's what you do. Period, boom. Now, BirdGoHeels.com. I know I said I would talk about the ladies yesterday, but they have yet to play a game, and it is is driving me nuts because you know I love to do my women's and men's basketball comparisons. Women's to me is all about fundamentals. They seem to do the basics right and that's what you get on the women's games and then for men you know they try to do a little too much sometimes and it doesn't always go well. So I'm here to say if you ever want to see how good basketball works you got to check out a women's game. Now, Perk, like I said, pro mm, man, I'm having a tongue twister for this evening. I'm trying to get it out. Pergoheels.com. The North Carolina women's basketball game on tonight at Louisville has been postponed due to COVID-related protocols within the UNC program. The Louisville game was initially scheduled for December 13th, but was postponed at that point due to COVID-related protocols within the Cardinals program. Lord, I mean, you just can't, you can't get it right for no, mm, can't win for losing. Now the Tar Heels have been idle since December 20th, looking for their third ACC win. They're currently sitting at two and two. Following the holiday break and the postponements of the December 31st game at Syracuse and the January 3rd game at Pittsburgh due to COVID-related protocols within the host programs. So, Ain't nobody really playing right now in the women's league. If you really look about it, we saw Duke women's basketball decide to sit out for the rest of the season. I would not be surprised if we see this in more power five schools. I know that the men's Duke men's basketball program saw coach K decide that he has to take a step away for a minute, get himself in quarantine. I wouldn't be surprised if a men's program, a major men's program decides to step away. 
I don't know why, but I just feel like it's coming in my bones. It might not happen only because we all know the almighty dollar is very much king, especially when it comes to the college basketball world. They already told us that there is going to be a one host site for Indianapolis. Cool. But what are we really doing here? How much longer, especially after that holiday surge is coming, right? Can we make this happen? Also, if there is a complete shutdown, but you allow for, let's say, pro teams to keep playing because they're quote-unquote essential workers. They keep jobs for many of us. And you try to do that the same way for college students. Can we start having that conversation about these children getting paid? I mean, are we truly ready for that conversation? I think it's high time. If anything, the college football world showed us that. The fact that they're still considering postponing the uh, Ohio State Alabama college football playoff national championship game. If you're listening to Locked On College Football today, you'll have a great time with Ben Stevens and Andrew Wade talking about that. Come on now. If you're going to postpone a game so you can ensure that the game happens, those kids are supposed to be in school by now. They're supposed to be starting their education. Holiday break is over. So I'm confused you're giving them another week to focus on something major, which means they're probably not focused on classes. They're probably asleep after practice and not taking that online. They're probably falling asleep, heaven knows, after their online classes for the day. There's no way that coaches can literally watch them unless they're making them take the class via Zoom in their respective centers. But come on now. What are we doing here? Are you, are you still of the mind that kids are getting paid via scholarship? If you are of that mind, I want you to have a big, strong come to the Lord. And really look in the mirror and ask yourself, why? (laughs) Why, as we sit here and watch and enjoy these games, are you still allowing for these guys not to get compensated for it? One. Number two. Come on, let me me help you, okay? Number two. If it does get shut down, what are we going to do from here in terms of a lot of us who work in the sports world who are just trying to get our checks as well? We're going to make it work. We're going to make do. But... Can we not see how this thing runs with college kids? So things run with these students. Therefore, they are working. Therefore, they need to get paid. All right, come on. Let me me help you. (laughs) Get there. That's my goal for 2021 is to have everybody of sound mind that we should be paying these men and women to play their respective sports, especially revenue sports. Okay, let's just get there as a group, (laughs) as a society. It would make me so feel so much better if we could just collectively understand that you should pay these college students not only for their name, image, and likeness, but for literally being essential workers to keep our lights on, certainly. All right, so let's talk about that another day more in depth. But tomorrow, come back, Miami UNC recap. We'll see if Carolina women's basketball gets an opportunity to play. More importantly, we'll really just discuss the countdown to the greatest day of all, and that's January 10th. I'll tell you why that is next time on Locked on Tar Heels. Stay smart, stay safe out there. Make sure you wear your mask, and as always, go Heels.